Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this day after Christmas. We are excited that you are here, whether you're watching online or you're joining us by way of television. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope that you had a wonderful Christmas season. And I wanna say thanks to everybody who helped make our Christmas services at Calvary special this year. What a wonderful time to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And now we are at the day after Christmas, if you're watching this in real time. And uh, it may be that joining us for a Sunday service at Calvary is new to you. Maybe you found us online or on television. Maybe you're visiting family from out of town. And uh, we're so glad that you're with us and joining us for this worship time together. You might even be some of the kids or students that join us at Calvary, but not usually in the service. So glad that you're here as we look at something that I think is going to be really helpful for us as we wrap up 2021 and step into, cross over into 2022. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Joshua chapter 4. Joshua is probably one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's probably the first book that I remember reading as a, as a young person from beginning to end. It is filled with spies and adventure and exploration and battles. It's got a story that will carry you kind of from start to finish. And I love the part that it calls us to be people who are strong and courageous and who believe that God will never leave us or forsake us. If you don't know this story, here, here's a little bit of the backstory. God's people had been slaves in Egypt for years. And finally, through what we call the Exodus, they are delivered out of that slavery and God promises them a special land that will be theirs. We call it the promised land. But instead, the people disobey, they complain, they grumble. And for 40 years, the people are wandering. They're stuck in the wilderness. At this point in the story, though, Moses has died. Joshua is the new leader. And God has called them to step into this new land that he's giving to them. Now to do that, they gotta cross over the, the geographic boundary that's there that we call the Jordan River. Even to this day, you can still go to this place and they need to cross over the Jordan River. And when they get to this point, this is what we read about this kind of historic, momentous moment when they go from where they were crossing over into what's new. We read about it in Joshua chapter three, verse 15. Here's what we read. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. This is a powerful story. Here's what happens next. It says that the water piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. And while the water flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. We go on to read that what happened there, the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completely crossed on dry ground. This is a miraculous story that the Jordan River at harvest, so at the flood stage, so it's 90 to 100 feet wide, the widest that it gets, as deep as it ever gets, at the worst possible time to cross it, God stops it so that way up the river it piles up, down the river it's just gone, it's gonna wipe out water for a whole portion of that place so that the people 
can cross over on dry ground. People ask the question, well, what happened? Was there really an earthquake or was there some kind of natural way to explain this? Even if there was, God used his divine perfect timing to do it at just the moment that the people needed to get across. And when we read this story, it kind of wraps up for us in Joshua chapter four, verse 18. And here's what we read. And the priest came up out of the river, carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord. And no sooner had they set their feet on the dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. So you've got this incredible picture of the people on one side of this flooded river. God stops the water. They cross over, not just miraculously through the riverbed, but into the promised land. And it's at that point that Joshua stops to address the people. These next six verses where Joshua stops to talk to the people about what has just happened, this is where we're gonna focus today in our thoughts. Joshua chapter four, verse 19, we read this. On the 10th day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Here's why I think this passage is significant. Because right now, especially if you're watching this in real time on December 26th, we are about to cross over ourselves. We're, we're about to go from 2021 into 2022. We're about to go from, from, from the old to the new, from the past to the future, from what I would call a weird season of uncertainty into a new season that's yet unknown. And as I read this passage of scripture, there's some things that I think are good for us to think about if we're people who are crossing over. Let me give you this. Six questions to ask yourself as you cross over into the new year ahead. As we cross from 21 into 22, in the same way that they crossed over that Jordan River into new things. Here's six questions to ask yourself as you cross over into the new year ahead. So if you're, if you're maybe able to, you, you might wanna grab a pen and some paper or, or grab your phone and maybe jot some notes down Think about these questions. And then what you're gonna see a couple of times throughout this message is you're gonna see a, a link. You're gonna find a place where you can go and a resource that you're gonna be able to download. You'll be able to do that through this message. You'll also be able to do it through our social media. If you go to Facebook or Instagram, look for Toledo Calvary, you can find it there. And what you're gonna find there is a six-day devotional that we have prepared that you're gonna be able to use over the course of these next six days to prepare kind of your minds, your hearts, your spirits for what God has in store for you as we cross over into 2022. This is a great tool for you to use personally. Parents, I think it's a great tool for you to use with your children. It's gonna be a resource that's gonna help you every day for the next six days to prepare your heart with these six questions so that we're ready for the year ahead. Here's the first question that we're gonna look at. Question number one, what makes this new year special for you? Here's my first question. 
What makes this new year, going into 2022, what makes it special for you? I know a lot of you are sitting there and you're going, nothing? Like, I'm just glad for the days off. I get a little time to slow down between Christmas and New Year's, but let's just turn in another page on the calendar. It's nothing special. And I'm not so sure about that. Look, let me show you something unique about that passage we just looked at. Joshua chapter four, verse 19. These are the details that I'll just be honest. I just, I read right past these things and I, I don't pay attention to them. But watch what it says here. On the 10th day of the first month, you just kind of go, I, I, I'm not interested in that. Here's what's significant about that though. That day doesn't mean anything to us, but it did to them. On their calendar, this day marked the beginning of Passover, a preparation for the Passover celebration, getting the sacrifice ready. It also now has become the day that they enter into the promised land. So this day is important. There are certain days that are significant. I believe that in God's economy, things have rhythm, they have seasons. And our lives are designed in such a way that there are times and moments where we stop, where we take a break, where we reflect, where we celebrate, where we remember. And New Year's can be one of those things. A very healthy time for you to say, I'm gonna stop here at this moment and say, God, as I enter into a new year, how can this new year be significant? Like what's special for this transition about you? And maybe, how could it be? Maybe you've not even thought about it. But what would be significant about a new year for you? What what do you wish was different? What would you like to see change? What would you like to see done? Maybe this is the time where you go, this is the year. Today's the day. Something's gonna change. Something's gonna be different. Something's going to get done. God, I'm gonna take this step. Look, I, I think we all find ourselves in places like this from time to time. Recently, Ron and I decided we wanted to put a utility sink, kind of a wash tub, in our basement. And we had the water hook up. There had been a drain from a washer and dryer in the past. And, and we were like, well, well, we'll do this. So we bought the tub. We, we had it all ready to go. I, I bought the parts, but I knew it wasn't going to be an easy job. It wasn't gonna be 10 minutes. It was gonna require some creative plumbing to try to get that drain to tie in. So that wash tub has sat in our basement for weeks and weeks, maybe even months, because every time I look at it, I go, I'm, I'm gonna do it, but I just haven't done it yet. And just this week, one day this week, no real pressure, I just kind of looked at it and went, this is it, now's the time, I'm gonna do it. And so that night, I just jumped in and got to it, and it took me more than one trip to the store, it actually took me two nights of, of working on it, but it's done, it's ready, it's there, because at some point, there comes a moment where you go, this is it, this is the time, it's significant, today's the day. What's, what's lingering in the basement of your mind or your heart or your spiritual life that God might be whispering to you, hey, 2022, this is the time. Like, like it's now. Don't, don't wait anymore. This is the moment for you to step into this. This can be really significant. As you cross over into this new year, there may be no better time for you to take that step. Which, which leads us then to the second question. Uh, let me give you the scripture before that. Remember, it says that they had crossed over, they're there, and Joshua's addressing them, and, and he's telling them what they should remember. And he says this in verse 22 of Joshua chapter four. He says, tell them, tell your children, tell future generations that Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground 
For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He's telling this story and he's reminding them to look back. Here's the second question I challenge you to ask yourself as you go into this new year. Number two, what did God do in 2021 that only he could do? Like take a moment and look back. It's gotta be something where you can look back and you can say, man, I saw God at work in my workplace, in my church, in my family, in my personal life. I've got these moments that I can look back and just say that had to be God. There's no other explanation. Maybe another way to ask the question comes from this passage that we look at. Because remember, Joshua says to them, hey, guys, did you see this? God helped us to cross the Jordan River. Only he could have done that. It was on dry ground in the flood stage. He did it just like he did it 40 years ago when he helped us to cross the Red Sea. So another question might be, how has God been faithful to you? Like as you look at your life, as you look at the circumstances around you, as you look back and see over and over again God's faithfulness, there is something powerful about when you recount it, when you talk about it, when you share it. Psalm 89 reminds us of this. It begins this way in verse one. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. There is something powerful when we speak of it, sing of it, vocalize, talk about. We've sang about the goodness of God. There's something powerful when we remember the things that only God could have done. Because I think it reminds us of his presence and his faithfulness and his hand in our lives. And it also encourages us that as we look to the future, we know we can trust him. Now what we did there, if you're kind of following along in your Bibles, you might have noticed that we skipped a couple verses. We talked about them crossing over and the significance of that day. And we talked about them um, talking about what God had done. But look at what Joshua told them to do to commemorate this. Joshua chapter four, verse 20. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. Remember that, because we'll look at that here in a moment. And he said to the Israelites in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? See, what they did is something that I want to encourage you to think about. Here's the third question today. Question number three is, what will you do to remember As you're about to cross over from 2021 into 2022, and you can look back and see the places and the things where God's been faithful, how are you gonna commemorate that? How are you gonna maybe stop for just a moment and remember the things that God has done? This becomes very significant for Israel. You're gonna look, if you read through the the book of Joshua, seven times there's gonna be these places where they take a pile of stones and they use those stones to commemorate the things that God has done. What will you do to remember? Because look, memory's a powerful gift. Memory's important. Uh, part, if you've ever been on a, on a great vacation, <laughs> you know that part of the joy is you can look back and you can remember it. Well, why do we like to hear songs from the past, from our youth, from key moments? Because it helps us to remember. 
And Joshua has them take this step. He calls them to remember. Let's go back to the text where it happens before this. Joshua chapter four, verse four, a few verses before. Joshua called together 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe. And he said to them, go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. So the river stopped flowing. Joshua says, go into the middle of the river and each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. These had to be pretty big stones. To serve as a sign among you. And he goes on to say that in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Those stones were piled up so that every time they went past that place, every time they needed to remember God's faithfulness, they could come back. And when their children asked, what do these stones mean? They said, ah, let me tell you what God has done. Behind my desk on a little kind of bookshelf credenza, I keep a pile of stones. This is the big one that's kind of at the very base that's there. Comes from a trip I was able to take with one of my sons. It comes from a moment that I never dreamed I would have been able to have, a time that I continue to celebrate in my mind because it was such a special moment. And I've kind of gotten in the habit that when I'm at a special place, when there's these moments that I want to remember, times that I don't want to forget, I grab a rock and I hold on to that thing. Many of these have very personal significance. I'll be honest, some of them come from moments that I look back and I go, I think I know where that came from, but I'm not sure I remember why. Some of them have come from other countries. Some of them have come from from places and key seasons in my life. There's, they're here from Lake Erie and from California and from other parts of the world. But key times and moments where I can look back and remember how God was faithful. I don't know if it'll be a pile of rocks and I don't know what it'll look like for you in this next week, but would you stop and find a way to remember? And parents, can I tell you, it's so key for us to take those memories and pass them along and share them. Kids, I'll I'll tell you this, whether you're in preschool, elementary, middle school, high school, college, maybe you're, you're an adult and you're interacting with your grown parents, ask them questions about the past. Some of the very best stories are the stories you've not heard about your family yet. Why does this matter? Because our spiritual memories are short. And it's important for us to go back. When we start to forget, that's when we start to falter. That's why this devotional resource we want to encourage you to download and use these next six days can be a really key tool to help us to remember Why did Joshua want them to do that? Let's go to the very last verse that we're looking at here, verse 24. Here's why all this was so important. God did this. He helped you to cross the Jordan River. I'm calling you to remember this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. There's two key things here that lead us to the next two questions that I want you to see in this passage. The first comes from this idea that he says that God did this 
so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful. This is key for us to see and leads to the fourth question. Question number four, who is God leading you to influence in the year ahead? Who is God leading you to influence in the year ahead? When God stopped the Jordan River, when he led them into the promised land, he didn't do it just for them. He did it so that others around would see and know that he was great. God always had a heart that the nations, that the world would be blessed through his people. So when he piled up the waters in a heap so that they could cross over the Jordan on dry ground, as you cross from his faithfulness in 21 into new faithfulness in 22, part of why God does this is so that there will be those in your world who will be influenced, in your family, in your workplace, that you will interact with, people maybe you haven't even met yet, that in this next year ahead, God wants you to challenge them. Who is it that's in your orbit that God wants you to influence in the year ahead? It's kind of a funny term, isn't it? To say that somebody is in your orbit I've got a friend, a mentor in my life, and he uses that term a lot. He talks about the people that are in your orbit, which I guess like, you know, if you're, if you're the earth, there's, there's things that orbit around you. If you're the sun, then there's things that orbit around you. And if you are you, which you are, then there are people who are in your orbit. They're, they're somehow around your life. And that's really key because recognizing that, seeing who God has put around you to influence you in this season and if you look scientifically, you look at how the, the moon orbits around the earth and how there's a gravitational pull and an effect that, that planets have on one another and things that happen in the solar system. The reason I like that idea of being in someone's orbit because then it means that I can have a pull in their life, that I can have an influence, that somehow that my life can have a gravitational tug on that other person that can somehow bring change to their life. Part of why God has done what he's done in your life, part of what he wants you to do in the year ahead is to have some kind of pull, to, to have a tug towards Jesus from your life that pulls someone else closer to God. Who is that? Is it a friend you go to school with? Is it a family member? Might even be somebody who's in the room with you right now. Is it someone that you interact with at work? Maybe somebody that you knew years ago and you're just Facebook friends now. But God might be saying, hey, look, in this year, I've put that person on your heart for a reason. And, and part of what I've done in your life, I've done so that because they're in your orbit, they're gonna be pulled closer to Jesus. Ask yourself the question, in the year ahead, who is God leading you to influence so they'll know him more which leads to the fifth question. Let's go back to that passage of scripture because I want you to see this. Joshua chapter four, verse 24 says, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and, and, and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Remember when we see this in scripture, this idea of fearing doesn't just mean that you're, you're scared and that you're hiding from God. No, what it means is that you reverence him, that you know who he is, that you understand his greatness. And what the point of all this was, from the piling up of the water, from the crossing of the Jordan, from going into the promised land, from God's faithfulness in the past, all of this was so that they would know him, 
so that they would reverence him, so that they would have loyalty and relationship with him. He wanted relationship with them more than anything else. All of this was to show to the world around them that these were his people, that they belonged to him, that they had a special relationship. So the fifth question that I have for you, question number five, as you go into the new year, how will you grow your relationship with God in the year ahead? How are you gonna get to know him more? How are you gonna become closer to him? How does that relationship between you and God change for the better in the year ahead? Look, when God says that part of why he did this was so that they would know and fear him, love him, have a relationship with him, it's a little bit different than when we do. Yeah, you, ever, you ever done anything to try to impress somebody? Oftentimes you see this happen in a romantic relationship where somebody tries to impress the other person. I can remember doing what probably I'd look back and just see as goofy things because I wanted to get Rhonda's attention when we were in high school. I mean, I still remind her quite often how lucky she is and she says, oh, I, I know. <laughs> but here's the thing, God's not like that. Like when I do my best to impress somebody, it's lame at best. But what God did, he did because he's God, because of his greatness. And we don't love him because we're impressed by him. We love him because he's worthy of it, because of what he's done in our lives. So the call is to always fear the Lord, not to be afraid of him, but to say, God, I, I want you to have first place in my life. God, I give this new year to you. God, I give my plans to you. God, I give my dreams to you. In a culture that's gonna pull you further and further away from God, in a world where we're going to do battle. Why do I use those terms? Because that's exactly what Joshua and his people were walking into. They were walking into a new land filled with people who did not know their God, and they were being called, Do not lose your love for the Lord. Plant yourself deep in this new year. Decide what kind of fruit you want to grow. Choose how you're gonna thrive and live in the world that you're in. And some of you look at this and you think about this and whether you think about the challenges ahead or you think about where you're at right now, you say to yourself, I don't know if I'm enough. I don't know if I can do that. I'm not sure how God could love me. I don't know that this makes sense. One of the rocks that I keep in my collection here is this one. Probably about seven, eight years ago, I had the privilege of being a part of a small group of pastors that did some training out in Southern California. And I can remember after one of those sessions, I went by myself to the pier at Oceanside, California. And I sat on the beach, mostly because I was feeling so inadequate. I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, God, I've just spent two days in a room filled with some people who are so much smarter than I am. They're so much more gifted than I am. They have so much more wisdom and charisma and ability. God, I just don't know how you can use me. God, I'm not sure I can handle the challenges that are ahead. And in that moment, I don't know if you've ever done this, but in that moment, I started playing through all the things that aren't right with me. <laughs> my flaws, my weaknesses. 
And I literally remember that I put my hands kind of down in the sand and pulled up this rock. And it's not perfect. It looks like it from here. But then if you, if you get to this side of it, it's got a big divot in it. It's not quite right. It's not symmetrical. It's a little goofy. And God just reminded me in that moment that he had put that rock kind of in the right place at just the right time to say, oftentimes, I use the things that aren't perfect. I use the things that aren't quite right. In fact, he says that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It's through your flaws. It's through your inconsistencies, sometimes even through your dysfunctions, that God is able to allow his mercy, his grace, and his plan to shine the most. And some of you are looking at the year ahead and you're saying, I don't think I have what it takes. Can I tell you, I, I keep this stone on a shelf behind my desk to remind me that even in my weaknesses and imperfections, there is a God who can use you, who's called you to do his work right where you are. And I'm so glad I can stop and I can remember, which takes me to the sixth question, the last one. If you think about this, the people of Israel in this story have not just seen a miracle in crossing through this river, they've arrived in the promised land. They have crossed over into the new things that God has for them, things that he has promised, things that they've been believing for. So here's my question for you, number six. What are you believing God for in 2022? Like for your family, for your church, for, for your health, for your life, for your job, for your development. Look ahead. What do you believe in God for in the year ahead? Look, you can look back on 2021 and you can see the places where God supernaturally did the things that only he can do. When you look at those things, say to yourself, God, what do I supernaturally ask you to do in the year ahead? In 2022, what am I believing for? Is it restoration? Is it healing? Is it growth? Is it opportunity? Is it something new? Is it the, the rebuilding of something that you thought was gone? Whatever it is, as you're looking ahead in your business, in your school, in your family, in your personal life, I could list thing after thing after thing but what are you believing God for in 2022? To which some of you say, are you kidding me? I'm not even gonna risk it. Because 2020, you remember that one, and we thought 21 would be better. Maybe like me, you can look back, and can I tell you, 2021 was a year that was filled with probably as many surprises, twists, turns, and disappointments as I can ever remember. And you can look back at a year like that and be prone to say, how can I with any hope look at a year ahead? Because my past is so messed up. Do, do you remember who these people were? The, the people in Joshua chapter four that are crossing this river into something new are people who are basically stepping out of a 40 year memorial of failure and frustration. They, their, their ancestors spent 40 years wandering in the wilderness. They're behind the plan on what they could have had. They've missed out. So much of the story is a story of disobedience. It's a story of frustration. It's a story of grumbling. It's a story of failure. And so don't think that when they cross the Jordan, everything's just rosy. They're crossing and going into something new because they're leaving frustration and disappointment. Failures of the past behind don't let the failures of 2021 keep you from believing what God can do in 2022. 
to which you go, but you don't know what I'm facing in 2022. <laughs> you want me to be all optimistic stepping in and believing for something new, but you, you don't know what I'm stepping into. Do you remember what these people were stepping into? The people of Israel, as they crossed the Jordan River, yeah, it's an incredible moment because God miraculously stops the flow of the river and he lets them go into the promised land. But if you've read the book of Joshua, they're about to enter into battle after battle, warfare after warfare, enemy after enemy, because to possess the land, it's not gonna be easy. And maybe what you have ahead in 2022 is not going to be easy but that doesn't mean that in this moment you don't celebrate and believe that God is gonna do something powerful and that God is gonna do something new. What did they know that you and I need to know today? They knew that God is faithful and he was faithful in the past and as you cross over into the challenges of this next year, you can believe that he'll be faithful for you as well. Can I, can I tell you about one more of these? I've shared before that in March of 2020, I was privileged to lead a group of people from Calvary and be a part of a, a tour group that went and toured Israel. And, and that was my third time to go there, but this time was the, the only time that I've ever had the opportunity, the first time, to go to the, the Valley of Elah where David fought Goliath. And they literally let us get out of the bus and we kind of traipsed down a little trail and we went to the brook the stream where David went and got the five stones, if you know the story from 1 Samuel, that he put in his pouch and that he had in his pouch that he was ready for when he fought Goliath. And there at that brook, I picked up this stone. It's not perfect, but probably about the size of what David used. And David took that stone and this one always reminds me of that story. I tucked it away in my bag, and on March 12th, just a few days after we had been there in the Valley of Elah, we flew back, and we flew into a new COVID world, one where for months we shut down the church. And as you know, for months afterwards, we're still trying to figure out what's next as, as a country, as people in so many different ways. And this stone has been a constant reminder to me through that whole season that when I face giants and challenges, there is a God, just like God was for David when he faced Goliath, who is bigger than those challenges, and he'll fight your battles for you if you'll put your trust and hope in him. So as you go into this new year, what are you believing for? How are you asking God to help you fight your battles, to come alongside of you and believe that in your school, in your family, in your job, in your, in your church, wherever that is, that you look in your own life and heart and say, God, I believe that as I cross over into this new year, your blessings are gonna come. So here, here's what I'm gonna invite you to do right now, just a few things. One, make sure you download that devotional resource and use it as an opportunity, as a tool as you plan and look forward to the year ahead. Second, in just a moment, our worship team's gonna lead us in a powerful song that challenges us to believe God. And as we sing this song, would you sing it in worship right where you are, whether you're watching this in your home, you're listening to this in your car, wherever you might be, believe that God is going to help you in the year ahead. 
And then as we pray in this moment, if you're with someone, would you believe with them? Maybe take your spouse by the hand or huddle up with your family. Maybe there's someone in your, your home right now who you know 21 was tough or 22's got challenges. Lay hands on them and pray for them in this moment. Maybe there's someone God puts in your heart. Maybe right now you happen to be watching this by yourself or, or there's someone that God's put in your mind as we've talked. Call them up, share with them about this service and encourage and pray for them as well. And maybe it could be that you're watching this and you're saying, look, I, 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 I get it. I got a tough year ahead, but where will I find what I need? You know, we've talked about these stones of remembrance and we've looked at an Old Testament story but our hope really comes from later in the Bible and the person of Jesus. See, all this ties into the Christmas story as well, that Jesus came and we celebrated yesterday that he came as a little baby, but he grew up and became a man who died on a cross. And he died on that cross to pay the price for your sins and mine. And you might be sitting there and going, sin, mistakes, regret, pain, those are, those are the things I'm really wrestling with, Chad then there's no better time than right now for you to say, Jesus, I need you. I need your grace and I need your help in my life. I need your love to come into my heart. I need your forgiveness and your hope. And we know we can pray that because he didn't just die on that cross, but on the third day he rose again and Jesus lives today. I don't say that because he's a fairy tale. I say that because he sent his Holy Spirit to be with us. And right where you are, if you call on the name of the Lord, you can be saved. And you can know Jesus' love and his forgiveness. And it's as simple as, as I lead us in prayer in just a moment, that you're willing to say, Jesus, I give you my life. In this moment, as we prepare to cross over into this new year, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we thank you for this story from the Old Testament that reminds us that there are very significant moments and seasons. And in this new year, we pause because we wanna cross into the new year with your blessings. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for doing the things in this last year that only you could do. And we remember, Lord, Lord we stop, just like the Israelites piled up those stones, we stop to remember Lord, help us to take time this next week to share your faithfulness, to remember your goodness, to celebrate what you've done. Lord, would you bring to our heart the people that you want us to influence, to, to pull closer to you through our lives? And God, would you give us the confidence to believe that you are gonna help us to grow, to know you and to love you more? <clears throat> and Lord, in so many ways, we're believing that in this year ahead, there's great things you wanna do. And so in this moment, Jesus, we give you our lives. Lord, we look to you and ask for your help and your trust. We ask you to bless what our hands will do. But Holy Spirit, we ask that we'd be open to be led in obedience and trust and confidence to know that our God is bigger than any battles we will face and to trust you with the things that are ahead in 2022. Lord, as we cross over into this new year, would you bless us with your special favor and with your wonderful peace? And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. They say this mountain can't be moved. 
They say these chains will never break But they don't know you like we do There is power in your name We've heard that there is no way through We've heard the tide will never change See what you can do
Well, once again, thanks for joining us on this very special Sunday at home. I hope that God's word and this time of worship has been a time that has encouraged you. If you don't have a local church home, we would invite you to join us at Calvary. We meet every Sunday here in Maumee at 8, 15, 10, and 11, 45. And of course, you can learn more on our social media at Toledo Calvary, or you can go to toledocalvary.org and find out more. Also, I'd encourage you to find that devotional resource that we're offering and uh, download that, use that in these next few days. If you did decide to follow Jesus today and to give him your life, you you can find out on our website more about Jesus. Just go there at toledocalvary.org. Click to know more about Jesus, and we'd love to celebrate with you what he is doing in your life. Thanks again so much. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas season and praying that you have a blessed new year. God bless.